Hey everybody, we're taking a break this week um, because vacations. I'm currently in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, just finished a nine-hour drive with a six-year-old. Uh, so you can imagine why the episode we're rebroadcasting this week is Andy Shaw. And you'll get it when you listen. But uh, Andy has one of the more interesting side gigs of anyone we've talked to on the show. Um, this is episode 120. A um, little bit of nostalgia because uh, Jackie uh, was here back then. So um, we hope you enjoy this episode and we will be back next week with a new guest. Have a great week. I'm Jackie Vetrano from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And I'm Logan Bishop from Belmont University. You're listening to Higher Ed Social, part of the Connect EDU Network. Well, I'm sad because you're probably wearing a bow tie, I assume, as we record this at 9 p.m. Yes, I often wear a bow tie and uh, hold a brandy scepter. Um, <laughs> I keep it very formal after I put my kids to bed. I just yeah. figure, like, you know how, like, there's certain cartoon characters that are, they kind of have a quintessential, like, clothing item, like, they'll have a hat or something, uh, <laughs> and then they have the pajama version of that. Like, I feel like you have the pajama version of a bow tie. Yeah, I'm like I'm basically like Danny Tanner. I just wear the same thing over and over and over if you look at my closet. So just nothing but bow ties all the time. In the shower, you know. Oh, love it. Cool. Love it. That's impressive. Gotta yeah. love that waterproof bow tie. Oh, waterproof shit. I should have done that. Well, yeah. Well, well or it's like you're doing your laundry every day, so whichever one works for you. <laughs> just every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, assuming that you're showering every I don't know. This is I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm sorry. I, right. I overstepped. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Overstepped. Maybe <laughs> twice. Maybe twice a week at least would be good. Just throwing it out there. Well, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hello. <laughs> this is how we do it here on Higher Ed Social. Indeed. <laughs> so, Andy, why don't you tell us about yourself? What do you do for a living? Oh God. Um, so, what I do for a living is uh, I work full time as a um, what is it called? A missions communications director, uh, which was a new position at my college. It's a four-year school in Pennsylvania. And that's pretty great because I get to make stuff that helps kids want to go to our college. That's a pretty great job to have. So print and social media and uh, digital, I oversee all that stuff. And mostly I just get to interact with college students all the time. Um, I also teach a uh, class that's about comedy um, it's for incoming freshmen, and it's to help them see how they can use comedy in their professional lives. But also, secretly, it's to help them build confidence as public speakers. Um, so that's really fun to do. We get to use memes and watch Will Ferrell movies and stuff. Uh, but it's super academic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, though, like they, they really do improve as speakers. It's like they don't realize that throughout all the fun, I'm making them better. You know, it's like a triumphant movie. It's hey, one of our freshman challenge. classes is called Look, It's a Chicken. Yeah. See? Well, what? Yep. We what do you do in that class? The entire first year seminar series is about ways of knowing. So in other words, learning how to think, learning how to critically think. Uh-huh. Um, and that particular one is about distraction and what role it plays in uh, our lives um, and how it affects our ways of knowing. So it's actually a very interesting class. 
Um, it just has a weird name. Oh, there's a chicken. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Jeez. I get what you're doing. <laughs> Maybe I should just do that for my class. My, it'll just be... That'll be I'll, try to, I'll try to distract them as much as possible. That'll be the whole class. Just maximizing That's, distractions. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they come out with nothing. <laughs> yeah, they, no, there's nothing. They're like, oh, man, what's the point? I don't know. I, was, I don't know. What is the point of life? <laughs> yeah. we'll get like really deep at the end oh, uh, yeah. so, the point um, so is you gotta class, figure it out right um <laughs> so I, I teach that class i also uh um co-director of an improv troupe in york pennsylvania with my wife which is kind of how we started talking um so we've been doing that for seven plus years now which is really great she actually it's our eighth year this summer and i also write a lot um uh, i've got a book that's coming out in the upcoming year called the new mom's guide to new dads because uh, i've got three toddlers five and then three and three and if you're doing the math that means they're twins hmm. oh yeah oh, that explains it, it took me a minute it took me a minute back just a second to do the math on that <laughs> i got one. it i got it i got it i got it but the three and a five-year-old are twins they just took a long time to come out on the second one um so that's been really cool to be a dad and kind of explore that while also trying to work in higher ed at the same time. Either way, there's just lots of tears. Happy tears? Sad tears? Depends on the day. I'm sorry. Are the tears in your new mom's guide to new dad's book? Yes. There's um, a whole section about how I basically wept while I was reading um, I'll Love You Forever to my son. You know that book? Like, I lo- <laughs> Love You Forever. Do I? Like- I don't you know definitely if I do. do. It's, there's a little kid on a cover, in a, the the blue cover. The kid's in front of a toilet, and he's like unraveling the toilet paper and everything. You would know as soon as you saw it. And the whole book okay. is the boy getting older and older in the book, and the mom is getting older and older and more frail. Oh, and well, I'm gonna cry. And eventually, he ends up rocking her to sleep, singing the same song that she used to sing him when he was a kid. And then mom dies in the end. <gasps> Spoil, Andy. Spoiler. spoiler! Well, spoiler. Okay, watch The Lion King, Circle of Life. Okay. <laughs> so the mom gets real frightened. Well, in any case, if you're just randomly reading, it's like, okay, I get it. But then you like, you read it and your son's like a lot bigger in your lap than he used to be. And you, know, you start realizing how fast your kids grow and then you just start weeping. Just weeping. Uh, so hey, I, get feels, I get feels when we watch Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And uh, my son likes to sing the song at the end, um, which is the same song that Mr. Rogers sang. And it just, yeah, it, yeah. it gives me feels every time I do it. I get the feel. I get the feels when I sing the, uh, uh, if you have to go potty, stop and go right away song. Yeah. Um, what? So it's right, you'll understand. <laughs> it's a Daniel it's, Tiger thing. It's hard nice. to understand unless you're in on Daniel Tiger. But if you're in on Daniel Tiger, you're in hard. I saw Daniel Tiger live. <laughs> I right? did too. I, I totally stand for Daniel Tiger. All right? I'm you're, in on it. you're in your late, you're in your mid thirties. <laughs> We're talking about if you have to go, stop and you. What is it? <laughs> what are you teaching your children? If you have to go, go potty, stop God. and go right go away. Right away. <laughs> Not uh, that, she doesn't even no. know. Okay. All right. I guess you just pee your pants all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my my mother no joke this my mother in like the incentive to go to the bathroom i don't know if they still do this now like do you reward your child every time they use the toilet because that was a thing yeah i tell them good job you you put your waste in a a toilet good job is that how you phrase it to your child pretty much good at it he's not really good at but he does (laughs) put your waste (laughs) 
You're not like HR. Like you don't have to be so formal. Put your excrement it. into the, yeah. the the bowl filled with water. Congratulations, sir. You've you've done it. Uh, we do M and M's. So if you pee on the potty, you get an M and M. Right. That's my like a, no. My that's daughter milked the system though. Uh, oh, so my one daughter refuses to potty train. The other one, first day, day one, she nails it. Like she's peeing on a potty right away, but also figured out she gets an M and M every time. She peed over a dozen times that first day. It was insane. She would just <laughs> run over, put a drop of pee in the toilet, and say, M&M? And <laughs> what are you going to do? You can't say no. You, you can't say no. Stung. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, so long story short, she uh, is diabetic now. So that's, that's where we're at. So. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you're writing a book about parenting. Oh, I didn't say I was a good parent. I'm just saying <laughs> a book about it. No, my, the whole book about parenting is helping... Mo- new moms understand what new dads are going through because not a lot of people talk about that side of things. Um, there's lots of books about new moms, and there's lots of books to dads from dads, but there's not a lot that says, hey, if you're trying to figure out why your husband's acting weird or he's not doing maybe what you thought he was going to do as a new dad, here's kind of what he's going through so you can help have better conversations with him. That's yeah, the there are no daddy blogs. There are lots of mommy blogs, and they are crazy places. Oh, but there I, are no I, daddy blogs. If you want to lose your mind, go to like a, a mommy Facebook group. It is oh, Lord. like doggy dog out there, man. It is it's scary. Lots of passive aggressive stuff. What do you mean you know. feed your kid raisins? Oh, okay. I guess if uh, you don't care about your toddler, Susan, you can give them grapes that aren't organic. I just prefer to feed my kids good food um, so they can grow. But if you hate your children, I guess that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's what happens. It's nuts. It's it's just like a it's just like the ultimate comment section. It's horrible. It's yeah, it's the ultimate comment section. But um, there are children on the line. Like that's (laughs) children's lives are at stake, and they're just so crazy, passive aggressive, and then also just talking about going to Target a lot. Like, I went to Target to go get this, and I ended up buying all this stuff. Uh huh. That's exactly it. Yep. If Target's smart, they would put. a wine bar right at the front, just cut to the. Oh, <laughs> I would be there all day. Well, instead of the Pizza Hut that nobody goes to. Yeah, yeah, don't go to the Pizza Hut. Go put a wine bar in front. They already have a Starbucks in the one near our, yeah. our house, so my wife will grab a tea and do like a Starbucks run, and that works out great. But man, if they put a little champagne or wine at the front. Oh my god, they gosh. would make so much money. They would, because people. I read some study like that. Some like obscene amount amount of people drunk online shop like way more than i thought it would be and i feel like oh man Mm, mm. target you listening well there was that time that i ended up with that extra japanese big robot model that i did not expect to come that just showed up one day and i was like oh i must have bought that (laughs) (laughs) wow it wasn't my wife i've ever purchased anything drunk do that for like college tuition would really be honest oh man just like drinks a lot and says, you know what? I think I'm just gonna uh, make Go a to deposit for, yep. my, for a nursing degree tonight. Because <laughs> then we'd be on to something. I wonder if now Andy is as an enrollment marketer. Yeah. Despite the legal implications, what would happen if your college sent a little mini champagne bottle in celebration to all those who were accepted? Do you feel like your your yield rate would go up? Okay, so first of all, there's 47 different legal problems with what you just said. A, I'm pretty sure you can't send champagne in the mail. I think that's freaking I've sent wine in the mail. I have sent wine in the mail. Just because you did it doesn't mean it's legal. (laughs) 
It, okay. it was from a different country, but whatever. Okay. Keep going. That, okay. Doesn't that so make it say, more illegal? Yeah, I think I, no, it was it was legal. I did international law. Are you a felon? I <laughs> I might be. I okay. think I. Uh oh, they're coming after me. Okay, that's it. Thanks uh, for listening to Higher Ed Social, everyone. Would would uh, yield go up if we sent champagne in the meal? I think yield would go up if we sent them a pizza or an M and M. Oh, one M and M. One M and M. Every deposit to get one M and M. That's just keep getting more and more deposits or, or as you would do it. I appreciate the gesture you've made today and making a deposit, make it as <laughs> formal as possible. Yes. Make them wear a tuxedo the whole time. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think that champagne wouldn't work quite as well as, uh, giving them pizza or anything ridiculously easy like that. My wife used to work in admissions. Fun fact. And she used to take a pizza to a high school and just uh, meet with the kids who had deposited as like this anti-melt strategy. She said it worked like gangbusters. Um, every kid who deposited would show up, grab a slice. She'd bring a couple students with her, current students, and they'd have a good conversation. And she would just kind of let that all happen and was super informal. And I think it's really brilliant you don't always have to make everything complicated in higher ed admissions like god i think we make it so freaking complicated mm-hmm. like we, yep. i get the data i mean totally jackie i really do i get the data and as you <laughs> saw with my presentation we just had we also have to remember like you're just talking to people like mm-hmm. you're just talk to them it's okay they don't bite well that's what they're yeah, looking think, for they're looking right. for people that Biting? are going to talk to them biting. <laughs> no not biting yeah. <laughs> well, they, well they are i mean they want people who really talk to them and i don't even mean just make your content more conversational i mean it's, it's helpful to do that but genuinely connect with people like if you have a student who you can tell would like to know more about you and they're talking about you on twitter then just start talking to them like a normal person like you would with anybody else on twitter and see what they want. And then once they tell you that, track it down and send it to them. I mean, I've sent um, a How sweatshirt. How many chips? I sent a sweatshirt in the mail to one student who was just being super cool with us on Twitter. I just sent it to her, and she posted about it. And not because I wanted her to tweet about it, but because it just was something I would do with a friend who's being super awesome with us, right? Mm-hmm. Just little gestures. Yeah, we uh, we had a girl... She posted that she was trying to choose between Belmont and another school. Mm-hmm. And she asked us some question like, what is it like to like, wh- which one of, which one of you should I choose? And we made a quick little video. We ran around campus. We got people to say, you should choose us. You should choose us. Yeah, we posted it. And she laughed on the internet about it. Yeah, I, I just realized I didn't check to see if she ever came to Belmont, but um, that was fun. But that's almost beside the point if she came or not in a sense because you did something genuine because it was just a fun thing to do. I I love more than anything those little moments where I know I'm just doing something fun and cool and real. That matters more to me than if I can make like the perfect glossy brochure. I can do those in my sleep in a sense. Like there's almost like a paint by numbers thing to it. Um, but man, when you're doing something real like that, really authentic, that's why you get into this to begin with. You know. And it feels good. It feels good to it do it. It really does, yeah. It feels amazing. Um, and it feel like you're making a positive impression that's going to last. Um, Jackie might remember me saying that it's always worth it 
to put a smile on somebody's face. Always. Yeah. It's true. I think it's very easy to forget that too when you're um, especially working in advancement, admissions, a lot of like very hard numbers based divisions of campus where you have to meet a certain number. It's hard to remember that people are people and not just numbers. Yeah, and yep. I, I think the numbers can really help you so that when you're doing all those fun, cool gestures, you can look back and say, oh, you know what? That actually did work. We wrote handwritten notes, and we got more of those kids to yield than the year before when we just sent an email. Great. But you can still really enjoy like writing the note out and making sure you're, uh, you're including like some personal thing you remember about the student, that kind of stuff. So what are you, what's, where are we in the admission cycle right now? What are you dealing with? What's your oh, biggest headache? God. Um, I'm in the perfect storm right now. Mm. I think most people are in our field because we just launched our new app for fall 2019, which sounds like a future year, huh. like, sounds like the Terminator. Um, but we're also r- wrapping up fall 2018 um, to We're rolling in admissions. So, so when does yours, when does yours, um, when does your application go live? Um, it went live on Monday. Okay. That's Monday. So Monday, uh, yeah, um, was it July 9th? Yeah. Um, so it just went live. That is the earliest we've been able to launch it in a couple of years. We just moved to Slate, which has been really nice. Um, hmm. But before that, we had all these changes going on. And we um, more or less couldn't get our app up until, let's say, August or early September in the past couple of years. So we're ahead of the game. That's good. Ours game- goes live August 1st. So. Yeah, and that's that's what most people do, right? Um, we're trying to get out ahead of it, but that also means I am launching a new round of applications while still trying to get deposits, still trying to get mm. some new applications for fall 2018 to right. fill a few seats we have available. I mean, the private school market's already crazy competitive. Pennsylvania has so many private schools, so mm-hmm. that adds to it. Um, our enrollment went up about 100 students, this past year, and yeah. nobody was doing that, and that's and it's kind of a miracle, and we're really proud of, of doing that. I definitely know how that, that feels. We've yep. we've managed to do it too for the last few years. Yep, and you look around and you see people are cutting budgets and enrollments making a nosedive, and we've been able to keep up. And I think large part for us is our uh, tuition is much lower than a lot of privates. We're about twenty thousand, um, but per year uh, just. 20000 per year for tuition. Yeah, uh, that's, that's by good. 30, about 30. And I'm not just saying this. I'm really not. But it, they're fantastic teachers. And for $20,000, that's really great value. I'm not just saying it because I have to write that all the time. It really is <laughs> good. If you don't want to spend a ton on going to private school, your college has awesome things to offer. So that resonates with kids. But there's not enough high schoolers to go around. 18 years ago, evidently, uh, nobody wanted to have babies. So... We don't have enough to go around <laughs> right now. So really, if I was by my druthers um, and I was a VP of enrollment management, I would mostly set up um, dating services um, to maximize the amount of people who are getting together and eventually having babies so that we, in 18 years, we already have a pipeline going on, you know, to set up in that's like really like the top of the funnel. Like people uh, talk about the top of the funnel. Like this the is tippy like top. That's the tippy tippy top of the funnel. Like people are like, Oh man, should we 
Mark the Freshman. I'm like, why not just get him in a womb? No, you know? sell well, condoms. Like they. <laughs> that's, okay, that's, we're going there. Let's let's steer it this way. That's a different tip top. I let's think. Turn the boat. I was thinking like, <laughs> if they're pregnant, you know how some people put those art on for their babies. What if instead it was just one of our marketing videos? You know. Oh, <laughs> we could just like hit them for their slogan, and the baby's first words are from day one. <laughs> so. I think. I think honestly, like, like I like to say the phrase like "scared money don't make money," and that feels like a move that you need to make. Like your college really should start selling small playlists, or even like children's books, or yeah. like, like whatever they do messages. now. Yeah, what you say? The subliminal messages in children's yeah. books, like you're just like, why, why do they keep talking about engineering degrees? Like this makes no <laughs> sense. They're at a farm, or like every you know every single book is lo- like the location is either the college or the town. Like really just really take advantage of that like mommy can we go on vacation like to go see your college i hear it's amazing moral to every story is just like the value of a private college education like even (laughs) if it has nothing to do with it like it's a potty (laughs) it's a potty training book but at the end they say now that you're potty trained you can really take advantage of hands-on training that's that's content marketing that's content marketing at just a different level than i think all all of us are operating and you know why guys because it would have to rhyme so Everything would have to rhyme. I would probably lose my job. I'm. I don't think I'm a good rhymer. Um, I'd probably gain another job because I would. I would have the sick rhyming skills. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we we might be on to something big. The baby I, market. I mean, I would love like, I would love to see a college do that, <laughs> and just God. say, you know what, let's give it a shot. This might pay I, off in 18 years. Our entire staff will probably be gone by then, but yep. whatever. Oh, college just won't even exist in 18 years. Um, <laughs> There's a I reason why they it, sell baby clothes in the campus store. That's all oh I'm God, saying. Yeah. Um, I imagine somewhere there is a very, very, very tired and overworked social media manager who is approaching April Fool's one year and thought it'd be hilarious if we put out this like video about how we are now going to market to pregnant women and there was this huge outrage <laughs> over it like a, an outcry there are editorials written in the paper of like has higher end marketing gone too far people don't get the joke all the, chronicle articles. Uh, all the chronicle all the, articles the chronicle articles would rain from the sky like oh my like, god yes like falls of fire in, in game of thrones it would just be non-stop hot takes the hottest hot takes you've ever seen Wow. Um, oh, but I want it to be real. I want to I see want the your college real. like it's like a video. Yeah, I like, want it to be your college, not mine, yours. <laughs> no, I want it I don't even care who does it. I don't even care, but I want it to happen. I want like birthing video, but like the your college edition. Your college edition of the birthing video. Huh. Okay. But it's like a separate I mean like I have never gone through like like Lamaze classes or anything. Like I can't yeah tell you i mean i guess technically i have because i was there i just don't really remember it much but like i don't know if they show you a lot of videos or whatever but you I don't feel remember like it much not- yeah because i was inside of my mother's stomach yeah i know you shouldn't remember any of it 
okay, sorry, wrong word choice. I don't remember it at all because I wasn't a living human yet. Um, but I feel like there's an opportunity there. Maybe some like pamphlets or Pamphl- some pamphlets. Oh, I can mean, you make? Are there like weird pillows or something that like people have to lean on? Like, can those have just like a quick little York College on there? Oh, well, I guarantee you that there are college. There, I bet you ten bucks. There are college pillows just like that that are branded. You know, oh, you know they exist. There's a, nur- there's a nursing pillow out there that's got like Texas Tech on it. Like you just know, <laughs> like there's like a Longhorns, like a Texas Longhorns nursing pillow. I'm googling uh, it. It, it. Are you well, using the phrase birthing pillow because you're going to well, get the well, weird Also, be, be careful when you start going a rabbit hole of like nursing and googling anything. Things can yeah. get real weird. Yeah, that's why you hit the private button first. Oh. <laughs> Logan's an experienced uh, Google yeah. searcher. Logan doesn't want to like work. Be like, what the hell are you researching right now? Yep. Yeah. Man, well, wait. We've circled back to parenting because I wanted yes. to talk to you about your book. Okay. Um, I know that the answer is probably uh, being a dad, Jackie. But like, what actually inspired you to start putting pen to paper and and writing this book? Okay. Doc, thanks for the good question. So. Uh, and I have to bring it back to how I started InstaFather because I run a site called InstaFather.com. Um, and InstaFather being a super original name on my part because I was on Instagram. I thought, oh, add a father to it. InstaFather, it. done. Oh, God, I'm so smart. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you have tons I, of followers. I uh, started InstaFather while I was bedside uh, with my wife. She was on bed rest uh, waiting for our twins to come out in the hospital. And bed rest is just an awful thing to do to a very pregnant woman who is also um, a spin instructor and a yoga instructor. Like last thing oh, she wants to do is not, yeah. not have to move. Um, and it just kind of hit us uh, differently having conversations that there aren't, there, there weren't like a lot of things I can find resource wise to kind of talk about what I was going through. Like there's no post out there about what it's like for dads to go through hospital bed rest and not trying to equate that what I was going through was anything at all. Like she was going <laughs> through. That's always like the disclaimer. Like, yes. Being at my uh, daughter's birth, I am watching it. She's doing it. It's a whole different thing. It's, um, but it was. I thought it'd be helpful to say, okay, if you're a dad and your wife's on bed rest, here are things you can do. Here's questions you might want to ask. Um, things that would have been helpful for me to do to help prepare. Because um, we had a two-year-old son um, at the time, so I was trying to run back and forth and do that. So I started writing that post. And from there, a couple years later, I've now written – a lot of posts and been on Scary Mummy and uh, Good Men Project and a few other sites. So I kind of hit on something. And from there, I kept hearing more and more moms say, God, I wish that I understood like what my husband's going through. Or I wish my husband would help out more. And not in a malicious way, but just I, I don't think he gets like how overwhelmed I am. And they weren't quite sure how to talk about it because it gets really touchy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought, well, what if I can write something that's fully understanding that moms are doing superhuman efforts all the time, um, but maybe I can help open a conversation so that they can get dads to understand what they want, but without either side feeling like they're being attacked at all. Um, so that's kind of the gist of the book. Has that been challenging? I feel like it's easier said than done. Uh, it, it's challenging. Uh, I will say... I run stuff by my wife all the time. Um, she actually has an MFA in creative writing, so she's got that background anyway. But she also has a pretty good bullshit detector. 
So <laughs> she will be quick to say, nope. Um, there are a couple times when I've tried to tackle something, she'll say, I, I think I know what you're trying to do, but here's how it might come off. Mm. Um, so kind of going back and forth and finding that fine line. But I always bring it back to, I am trying to, I'm not trying to say I know what it's like to be a mom, but I am very confident in knowing what a lot of dads have gone through. I've even interviewed other dads and put their quotes in of like, man, I wish my wife would have known this back when I started to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about my own struggles uh, early on in fatherhood. I mean, I had a period where you know, I started to become depressed and kind of angry because I was just overwhelmed all the, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, my daughter's from the yeah. NICU for a while, and it's, it's a lot. Um, so having those honest conversations, I think, helps me put it out there that dads might be going through stuff that you might not be aware of because I don't know if you know this guys are terrible about sharing their emotions. I, um, I didn't tell me yeah, more. Yeah. I'm told, <laughs> so now it sounds like a mansplaining. Well, here's the thing about emotions. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Well, and honestly, and that's something else I was worried about. I did not want to both that sounded like a mansplaining what parenthood is. I'm not trying to explain what motherhood should be or how they should be a mom. I'm explaining if you feel like you're not getting the support you want or are kind of worried that your husband might feel overwhelmed, here's stuff I went through and here's how you might want to talk about it. So if he's not being super involved, one thing might be to be very specific. So don't just say, I wish I had more help. Say, uh, I know tomorrow night I have to get dinner uh, ready. It would be great if you could make sure our baby gets a bath and uh, has their PJs on so that when I'm done, we're all ready to go. Very specific help mm-hmm. uh, leads to very specific results rather than just, oh, God, I wish I had more help because it's easier for him to ignore. That's so interesting. Are you writing it as kind of in the first person? I know you said you're quoting other dads, but are you trying to make this more kind of a... I'm just doing limericks. Guy? The whole thing. Just, Love it. But Love limericks. It. The bad news is I don't remember how to do limericks, so it's... Um, but no it is uh it's it's all first person but i kind of write it as i write it like i'm talking to a good friend who came to me for advice um so it's written as hey i I think you're dealing with this here's what worked for me Um, because i would think that anybody would read this would want to feel like they um they're getting some kind of wisdom from somebody who's done it before. That's mm-hmm. why anybody reads any of these parenting books. You just want somebody to say, okay, what you're experiencing is normal, and here's more what, what might work. There are no parenting experts that, that, that doesn't exist, but there right. are people who have done it before, and I think that's a good place to come from. So if anybody looks at instafather.com and reads some of my recent posts, you get kind of a vibe for what I do. I mean, I, there's a lot of funny stuff in it, too, um, but I kind of balance that out with some some real talk. Um, I think it could be a pretty cool book, especially if you're like going to like a baby shower and you know your friend's kind of worried about what her husband might be like. That might be a good, good gift to give. That's great. Do you have a, a potential release date or publication date? So um, I'm working on that. That's Originally, I was uh, thinking I was going to maybe go an Amazon route and I started doing heavy research on that. And um, the goal right now is I'm close to um, signing a contract with a major publisher, um, which I hope to announce sometime soon, like that, like have the ink dried on the contract. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I do that, then I'll have, have an idea of when the book will come out. But there is a preview already up. It's uh, instafather.com slash new mom's guide preview. So slash cool. new mom's guide preview. You can read the first chapter. And I think that will give people a good sense of what the book will be like. I also put it up there just for feedback, just for anybody to say, I think you're on the right page or what are you doing with your life? Quit all the things. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. That was very dramatic. uh, No, well, most um, most of it has been where was this whenever I was a new mom? That's and that's good to hear. That means I'm on the right right track. Well, I think there's more nudity in it. Just mostly it's nudes. Oh, Uh, oh, oh, ah, not of me even, but just random people. I didn't want to ask, like, are they of you? Because I didn't want that to sound like I was, like, ho- too hopeful. Like, that would have been weird for our friendship. Like, yeah, yes. that, I didn't want to make that weird. For friendship, I think. That's that's the opposite. Yeah, um, I don't think we're there. <laughs> yeah, it's just of uh, Civil War soldiers, mostly. Oh. So, oh. That would have been still, my next guess. Just tasteful. Just very tasteful. <laughs> just tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have for the show today. Yeah, that's a perfect spot to end that is a perfect spot to end that feels right to me i really i really do appreciate you being on the show andy thank you so much and listeners if you made it this far through this adventure with us and andy uh head over to our website higher and you can get links to all the great stuff that andy talked about um his instagram his book preview website all the great stuff um and you can also subscribe to our show either on our website or pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Of course, if you like us and you thought Andy was hilarious or you think, Andy, quit everything, what are you doing with your life, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, It helps other people find the show as well. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at HES Podcast. Send us a tweet. We love getting tweets. We love saying hi. Send us a GIF, whatever you want. And especially um, tell us if you want to be on the show. We want to meet you. Uh, this episode of Higher Ed Social was produced by Emma Hawes and is part of the Connect EDU network, which is the first podcast network for higher education. You can visit the website connectedu.network and subscribe to some of the amazing shows no matter where you work on campus. Have a great week. <laughs>